Welcome to Business Matters with host Rob Capello, a podcast where we open the conversation on what matters for business. We would like to thank your sponsor, Valley First Credit Union, a member-owned financial cooperative serving the Okanagan, Similkameen, and Thompson. They offer a wide range of banking and investment services for individuals and families. Valley First also has a talented business and commercial team to provide the expertise, products, and services local businesses need to grow and thrive. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Business Matters, presented by Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union. My name is Rob Capello, I'm a VP of Business Development and Now Media Group. Um, before we start, I'd like to just give a shout out to our sponsor. Uh, for those of you unfamiliar with Valley First, they're a member-owned financial cooperative serving the Okanagan, Similkameen, and Thompson Valleys. They offer a wide range of banking and investment services for individuals and families, and they also have a robust business and commercial team with the expertise products and services need to help local businesses grow and thrive. For more information, please visit valleyfirst.com slash business. How did I do, Sam? Simon, did I do okay? Oh yeah, you nailed it. <laughs> I was gonna use my radio voice. Yeah. <laughs> um, so today we welcome Simon Mills back. So I think Simon, I think you were on the very first or second business matters I ever did, which is kind of strange. I was looking back on the files. So I couldn't remember if it was the first or second one. So um, great to have you back. And, those times were a little bit different when we first talked because I think we were just really on the onset of the pandemic. So a little bit of a different discussion that day for sure. That, that was a crazy time. And uh, yeah, I remember it uh, vividly. It was, that was, yeah, that was a crazy time, wasn't it? For everybody. Yeah, so I, a little bit so. More, I was gonna say a lot more uncertainty, but I guess we got some uncertainties now a little bit different. So um, Sammy, you're the director of commercial banking at Valley First. Um, yep. I think you've been with Valley First for almost a year and a half. Is that right? Is that? Yeah, coming up a year and a half uh, after I moved up from the Lower Mainland. Yeah, okay. I mean, you have, I was looking at sort of your profile. You have lots of, you have, you know, experience in commercial banking that you brought sort of the region in the role. You've been overseas and you're saying the Lower Mainland and so forth where you kind of joined. So. Yes, yeah. So I've, I've spent uh, most of my banking career in commercial banking and business banking. And uh, yeah, we tra- uh, moved over here in 2014, actually. So worked for a couple of major FIs and, uh, and transition to the credit union yeah just over a year and a half ago now so awesome. it's an excellent move and i don't regret it at all that's great well yeah your team's been awesome to work with so it's great um we have a very interesting topic to talk about today so advisory boards and as i was doing some research research sorry i started thinking about how i started when i first started my own ad agency years ago and and I think one of the key aspects I did was ensuring that I surrounded myself with people that were way smarter than me. And because I, I know I thought, I thought I knew what I knew, what I was good at, but I, I also knew what I wasn't good at. So, and, and I, I think, I, you know, it wasn't really a, a formal advisory board that I had at the time, but I had three or four people around me that I could pick up the phone and ask about difficult questions or decisions. And I, I truly say that, we wouldn't have success we had if I didn't have those people around me. So it wasn't a, like I said, a, a formal uh, advisory board, but I felt like they were, th- their guidance was like an advisory. So, so I, I, I've kind of gone through that experience and I kind of see the value of it. So let's get started. I'm sure there's lots of questions um, we'll want to get through today. Um, so let's get started. But before we jump into sort of the advisory board and the discussion around that, curious how things are going in your world. So, you know, what are you seeing? What are you hearing around businesses? You and I are having a quick chat before this on, you know, it's busy. Like we hear that, which is good. But what, what are you hearing when it comes to sort of your, your commercial clients? 
Well, I think, uh, I mean, it is busy. That's That seems to be the bottom line across the board at the moment. I mean, we've had a, a, a very busy summer up here in the Okanagan. I think with people not able to travel overseas or, uh, or really outside of, too far outside of the province, uh, a lot of people have come up to the Okanagan. So we've seen a very busy summer um, with activity. And, and I think what it's done is really identify and highlight the Okanagan and, and some of the benefits uh, of living up here and, and being up here and, and the beautiful scenery and, mm-hmm. and uh, wine industry and bits and pieces that we've got going on up here. So we've had a very busy summer, but as we transitioned through sort of that initial COVID period when we first connected, I mean, that was, uh, that was, um, it's, a, it's, it's difficult to put into work, but I've never experienced anything like it. Um, 08, 09 was a very different situation uh, that we faced uh, during this pandemic. Never before have we ever been put into this sort of financial or economic coma that we got put into uh, where we shut down business and, and nobody could do anything. So uh, for us, it was it was all hands to the pump, reach out to our membership to connect with the membership to see, to let everybody know that we're all in this together and we'll navigate this situation together. So uh, we had three or four months there of, proactively connecting and seeing what we can do to support our membership. And coming out of that, we've seen a, a, a big push in, in um, construction and uh, people really looking at Kelowna, Kamloops, Penticton as, as a, a, an area that they could place their business or move their business to because we, we do have the luxury of space here, uh, unlike some of the areas in the Lower Mainland. Yeah. Uh, cost of living is a lot less. You know, you can still afford to buy a house up here compared with the lower mainland for most people. So uh, there is, there's been a big focus and, and a lot of people looking to move here, move their businesses here, um, or just buy a second property so they've got somewhere to escape to. So we've seen a, a big uptick in, in activity over the last few months, um, which is great. There's still a lot of uncertainty. Um, uh, you know, the pandemic's still here, it's not over. So there's a lot still to navigate as we go through the winter and, and into Q1, Q2 next year. But, uh, but, but so far it's been better than I thought it was gonna be. We were planning for the worst and it's been a lot better than we, we ever expected. So um, we continue to support our membership and navigate this situation together. And that's the best yeah. way to go. So. Yeah, on top of all the uncertainty, we're adding a couple of elections into the mix too. Why not, right? So. Oh yeah, yeah, that be interesting. <laughs> that's, so. a whole, that's a whole different business matters discussion. So, um, let's talk about advisory boards. Um, can you explain for people there that maybe are not familiar what is an advisory board? So, uh, an advisory board, and we talk about this in in commercial banking and business banking with our members, because especially at the moment, I mean, a, a, having an advisory board. Uh, any other time is important, but even more so right now with the uncertainty that we're facing um, and businesses needing to pivot quickly to do new things or do things very, very differently. So having an advisory board is, is uh, essential to you know, entrepreneurs or CEOs, uh, sort of small to medium-sized businesses, to, because it's lonely at the top. So who do you bounce your ideas off? Who do you talk to? Who do you reach out to when you've got an idea or a challenge or an opportunity and you want to work out how to navigate that? And I always like to think, you know, we're, we're experts in our field. So I'm an expert, you know, professional uh, commercial banker, essentially. So, uh, 
you know, you wouldn't look to me to build a house. Um, but finance it, no problem. But uh, so having an advisory board is essential for those businesses. So you can have a sounding board, an informal or, or formal sounding board uh, of a, a team of experts. So maybe a financial expert, marketing expert. Um, I'm just trying to think. The other experts, you know, even when it comes to a finance expert, when it comes to banking, um, but legal expert that you can reach out to and, and, and sound your ideas off or your opportunities and challenges uh, to help you navigate the situation or, or maximize that opportunity that's in front of you. So it's really to support your business as you start, as you navigate some of these different challenges you're up against. And, and how, how is it different than a board of directors? So, cause it, it, it you know, so know the difference between the two. That's it. So a board of directors, um, directors sort of focus uh, on looking at a business through sort of a governance lens. Um, so they're, uh, they're representing shareholders or, or other stakeholders within a business. Um, they're generally paid for their time um, and, and there's a cost to that, but they represent the interest of, of those shareholders, those stakeholders, um, and, and provide that sort of governance support. Uh, you know, we always say with, with directors, it's nose in, but hands out. So, you know, you're in there looking and asking questions, but there's no hands on, right. um, but it is formal. So having a, an advisory board is very much, in, I wouldn't, informal is not the right word, but uh, uh, a, a sort of having, having a non-governance lens on that. On that you mentioned sort of some of the key verticals that you could have as part of an advisory team. And essentially, I look back like lawyer, accountant, financial advisor, bank, like that was sort of the team when I was speaking sort of when we started the agency way back when. But is there any other areas like there's areas that we should be looking for? You know, what comes to mind is would you ever bring someone in an advisory team where you're trying to develop maybe a new vertical? I don't know, you're trying to maybe go overseas with your product. So you bring someone on your team, like is that, you bring people in sort of those experts as needed as well? Yeah, so I mean, uh, there's the sort of a, uh, an approach I would do to, to going out to get an advisory board and put an advisory board together. And I would look to do a SWOT analysis. So look at your strengths, your weaknesses, your opportunities and your threats for your business. So look at what you're trying to do and create a purpose and a plan for that advisory board. And then seek out, you know, what, what, what people do I need or what support and uh, specialism do I need to support that opportunity or that threat that you're facing? And, and then go out to your network, first of all, is what I would reach out to. You'd be surprised how many, you know, maybe retired executives that, that are out there, um, part-time CFOs, uh, and reach out to that network because you've got to have an element of trust uh, because you're going to essentially open up your books and your business to those individuals. Um, so having an NDA and something like that from a documentation point of view would support you. Um, but I would then look at what are those what are those weaknesses or, or challenges within your business that you need to, to to plug with that expertise as you reach out to your network. So um, if it's export, definitely. Um, you know, looking for somebody who's dealt in other countries or uh, Export Development Canada is a good resource for that as well. Um, but you, you know, it is, it's very different when you look to export. It's very different than dealing domestically or uh, between provinces. So, um, yeah, find somebody who has that experience. If you can and feel comfortable with it, reference them as well.
some people will be interested in uh, will be open to uh referencing you know their experience uh, generally you can find that through linkedin uh, i find but um uh there's a lot of expertise in and around Kelowna. i know you have experience in exporting importing manufacturing uh, all those different specialisms do, do advisory board members do they get paid so generally not they do it for the love of the business or or just have a keen interest in the business and growing that business uh, and business in general um, and supporting entrepreneurs, you know, be prepared to maybe pay for mileage, food, right. Right. Um, those sorts of sorts of things. Um, I've been inclined to set an expectation out at the start. So are you looking for an advisory board for six months, 12 months? I mean, generally I would look for a 12 month uh, advisory board because that, takes you through generally a financial cycle um, it, it would be my sort of uh, recommendation and look to meet on you know on a structured quarterly basis at least but be prepared to send out information you know your financials your business plan all those bits and pieces that those your advisors need to be able to provide that support to you um, but then it, it, you you hold yourself accountable to as well to your your advisory board by sending out that information in advance, preparing your agendas for your meetings, um, and really opening your business up to those experts. Okay, and I've read that you know I've heard sorry of customer advisory boards. So is it ever advisable to have a customer? Do, 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 should you ever mix the two? Have you seen that? Or I mean, because I can see the pros and cons on that side of it as well. Well, that's a difficult one. I mean, I've never seen that personally, okay. uh, yeah, a customer advisory board. Um, and from my point of view, and sort of uh, all the commercial members and uh, customers I've supported over the years, I would be inclined to use more market research and, and, and seek out customer feedback uh, as opposed to opening your business up to your customers. But um, that's something I hadn't really thought of. Um, yeah, would I be comfortable with it? I'm not too sure, but I would seek out customer feedback. And that's, that's great. I mean, we in the credit union, we seek out customer feedback and that's our best way of, of understanding what your customer wants. Um, you know, uh, it's, uh, there's no point going out to sell something nobody wants to buy. So that's, that's yeah. always, always good to do that. But going back to your question, would I put them on the advisory board? Probably not. Uh, yeah, I could see that causing some issues. So, <laughs> um, so how formal does this board have to be? Or, or, or you mentioned sort of meeting on a regular basis, but can you can you pick up the phone and just call one of your team members, your advisor, advisory board members when you have a question, or is it kind of set that hey, you meet every quarter and you bring your issues to the table at that time? Yeah, I don't see any issues with reaching out to your advisors. You know. Um, on an ad hoc basis, um, having the formal dates in the diary uh, and that sort of process for, for your board meetings uh, adds accountability to that process. Um, but yeah, you know, as we see just in general life, especially at the moment at the, the pace at, at which things are changing, um, I don't see any issues. And, and I would encourage, I mean, I reach out to my sort of informal advisory board for myself, you know, to to ask questions, you know, as, as we navigate this situation that we're in at the moment. Um, so, yeah, I would, I would 
Uh, and as long as your advisory board are happy with that as well, because they are generally giving you this, this time for free um, right. to set those boundaries at the start, though. You know, what, what, what can you do? What can't you do? And what, what's everybody comfortable with at the front end? But, um, but yeah, I mean, things change at rapid pace right now. Yeah, no, that's quick of access. <laughs> so, yeah. how does um, so when it comes to sort of your guys's role, how does you know a business banking advisor or commercial banking advisor, how do they fit into the advisor team, and what would their role be like? What sort of advice, and what sort of what would their role look like? And that's it. So we we encourage our members and uh, our commercial and business bankers to be reaching out proactively, working with our membership to understand what challenges they're facing, what opportunities they're facing, and how can we support them to navigate the, the, the uh, whatever challenges or, or opportunities that they're actually working on. Um, and uh, we want to be part of that advisory board or, or be a trusted advisor to those businesses and those commercial businesses, um, because we get to see a lot of what's going on, you know, whether it be hospitality, whether it's manufacturing, agriculture um, we have a lot of expertise in those different spaces so we can provide that support because over the experience I mean when you put together the experience of the whole team I mean there's years and years of experience in various different sectors and spaces and we can provide that advice maybe we've seen uh, proposals structured different you know a different way that might benefit that member or another way of approaching a situation that uh, that'll be the for the benefit of the member. So we want to provide that that support to our membership um, and help them be successful. Um, we see our success through the success of our membership. So uh, we we want to be part of that advisory uh, team for those businesses so we can help them uh, help them navigate through business life essentially. Right. So um, and we can also connect with the network. You know, we have, uh, we work with a lot of accountants, with a lot of lawyers, uh, marketing experts. So where we can, we can draw on our resource to try and connect uh, people in the community as well to, for the benefit of those members too. Um, you know, if somebody's looking for specialist legal advice, then we could probably support them with somebody that we work with in, the, in our, our business network too. Yeah, that makes sense. And over the last eight months, um, it's probably highlighted probably the need you mentioned sort of for an advisory team even further. And, you know, I probably see both sides. Some businesses have struggled, so obviously, and, and you need that help. But even the flip side, we've seen businesses that have actually had exponential growth where it brings a whole new set of challenges for them. So can you speak around sort of, you know, how that's the last eight months has really heightened the need for something like an advisory team for you? And we've seen it as well. I mean, that's uh, now... Now's a uh, better time than, than any really to get an advisory board because things are changing so quick. It's the speed at which things are changing is what we're, we're sort of seeing and what, what the challenge is because, you know, uh, we, we never expected to have to shut businesses down. We never expected to have to put these restrictions and protocols in place. Right. And to react and support to that um, has really driven this, the need to be to have that sounding board and say, you know, is this the right thing to do? Should I expand into these new markets? Should I pull out of that market, go into this market? Um, yeah, now now's a better time than any. Uh, I mean, it's it's 
you know, a lot of people are having to pivot for survival right now as well. Right. right. So, yeah. You know, under that amount of pressure as well, you know, it's it's good to have an advisory board to sound off because when you're under that much pressure, mm-hmm. then you know you want to make sure are you making the right decision? Is that the right thing? You know, what I would say with your advisory board, make sure you don't have a team of yes people on there. You want people who are going to really question what you're doing, ask you those tough questions. And that makes you feel uncomfortable, massively uncomfortable sometimes. But it's the right thing to do to get you thinking clearly about the situation and those opportunities that you're faced with um, because of the speed at which you're having to, that everybody's having to move at, at the moment. Um, but what I would say is, don't try, you know, we, we have a lot of this debate around um, financial, you know, having CFO support or financial support, um, you know, having a, a business plan, cash flow forecasts with various different variables is, is important at the moment. Because if you're coming into your, your financial institution looking for either further, further funding or support, you know, having a good financial structure and plan in place really helps uh, your financial institution to work with you to navigate that situation and put, put a suitable plan in place. But what I would say is, uh, you know, if you're an expert in a particular field and finance is not your expertise, then get somebody in to do it. You know, know where, know where your limitations are, um, know what you're good at, know what you are, you're not very good at, and find somebody who's going to do that stuff that, that you're not very good at. That makes sense. Yeah. And, it, it, and like you said, it's hard. I can see it being hard for business owners, right? Because it's your baby too, right? So yeah. you, you and, but time and time, I could, you can, you know, you can probably uh, look at and pinpoint where the success has been, where when you, when you surround yourself with, with good people, right? So. Well, I mean, take Richard Branson. He uh, wrote in his latest biography, he surrounds himself with people that are far more intelligent than he is. I mean, right. he's, a phenomenal entrepreneur but uh you know he he gets the expertise in he has the vision and he yeah. knows what he wants to deliver but you know yeah. finance expertise a legal expert a marketing expert to support that and work as a team you know to to move forward yeah. um it's far less lonely when you surround yourself with these people at the top as well i get that for sure so if someone's interested in starting a trusted team, so you mentioned sort of reaching out to your network or where, like, where else do they, where do they do? Like, if I'm like, this sounds great, I'm going to go, I want to start putting a team together. What do I do next? So work out what your purpose is um, and what your plan is. Do your SWOT analysis so you can identify the, the areas within your business you need to support. Um, reach out through LinkedIn. I mean, worst case scenario, cold call. If you looked... Uh, look on your LinkedIn network, uh, you'll find a lot of people with expertise, but reach out, you know, if you know a local business owner, um, ask them who's in their network that that might be able to support. Uh, If you need to, getting a part-time CFO might help you, you're going to have to pay for that, but uh, that might be a good starting point. But make sure you know what your objective is. Um, Set the clear expectations at the start. So, Maybe get your non-disclosure agreement done and signed uh, with your team. Set out the roles and responsibilities. Set your time frame up so everybody knows what you're looking for, what time commitment you're looking for. Um, and then be open. Trust your advisors. Be open. You're going to have to open up your financials, your business plan, the whole lot. Uh, because the, 
the more you trust your advisors, the more open you are, the more successful your advisory team and your advisory board is going to be. So how long does it usually take from, have you seen, like just to actually start building a team? Are we talking a year, a month? Like how quickly can this come together? I've seen it in a month under pressure. Um, you know, you once you identify what you need to do, you can just reach out. Uh, you'd be surprised how many people would be, you know, would be happy to join your advisory board. Um, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs and fellow on, entrepreneurs, retired business folk, love business, love the the process and supporting business. Um, I find it fascinating, you know, as as a commercial banker, uh, you know, it, it takes a lot of guts to one day have an idea and go out and set up a business. Now, I have a, a great appreciation for entrepreneurs because it does take a lot of guts. Yeah. Um, and I don't have I don't have that that within myself so what i can do to support business and be part of a successful business and same with the team you know taking a business from a to b or you know breaking through from you know 25 million in revenues to 50 million in revenues and growing the profitability and supporting that operational efficiencies and stuff like that that's that's great it's very satisfying as a as a, a as someone who's supporting a business and looking in so your advisory board will get a lot of satisfaction just from seeing your growth and your success. That's interesting. And is there a magic number of people that you should have as a team? Like, or is there, is, you know, is three a minimum or, or is it really, it really depends on the situation? Yeah, I would say it depends on the situation. I would tend to keep it a little more intimate, um, you know, three to four, uh, covering off generally those, those specialist areas you need support in. Um, you know, too many cooks in the kitchen can, uh, can uh, ruin yeah. a meal, you know. So uh, having a nice intimate uh, advisory board does help, um, you know. And as you go into large corporate space, you end up with a, uh, a formal board of directors, which right. is right. is when you start moving into those realms where you have, you know, sort of anywhere between eight and twelve, even more sometimes. So um, it's a whole different ball game then. But keeping it intimate keeps it direct, keeps it on time um, uh, and disciplined, I would say. Is there, um, or should should an owner, if you're building an advice room, say you're working, should you always be looking to, this isn't the right word I want to say, replace, but replace board members or add new ones? Like, are you always constantly looking or do you kind of set a team and let it, you mentioned sort of that 12 month commitment, do you kind of set a team and work with them for 12 months and then potentially look to change it up? It might be. I mean, you might find that the the team um, the team work well together uh, and are happy to continue to commit the time after that twelve month period. Right. What you want to be careful of is making sure that you don't uh, create a, a comfortable little club of yeah. individuals, because the idea of the advisory board is to continuously support you in your business and and navigate those those different situations, but. Uh, you know, you want you want to make sure that the team is always engaged and not just comfortable where you, you meet once a quarter, talk high level, and end up chit chatting about whatever's going on in the world and enjoying, you know, a nice cold beverage. It's the idea is to support the business, so I would review that, but also keep checking in with the your advisors to make sure they are engaged and that they're okay with their time commitment as well. Because as we all know, as we navigate through life things crop up, things change. Um, you want to make sure that 
that uh, that your advisors are committed and have the time to commit to. Yeah, so being open and honest about those things. So you're not looking for your beer buddies. These, this is business, right? This is <laughs> this is business. This is uh, focusing on on what you're doing, and uh, um, I'm sure setting up a, a group of beer buddies that's easier. So uh, <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> um, I warned you about this. We're going to do. I do a segment called some rapid fire questions and they're not to do with any banking advisory board. We're just going to get to know Simon a little bit more. So are you ready? Yeah. Ready. What was, your, what was your very first job? Uh, paper boy. Oh, nice. That was mine too, actually. But mine was because my brother didn't want to do his route. So he made me do it. That's why I got mine. So. I had three paper rounds. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, it was crazy. Oh, that's funny. Um, who's the most famous person you ever met? Have you met anyone famous before? Oh, who have I met that's famous? Uh, Deborah Meaden in the UK. She's a, She was on the UK's equivalent of Shark Tank. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, she. I met her at a party. Uh, I didn't even realize who it was when I was initially talking to him. I'm used to remembering famous people that way. <laughs> Um, are you, I don't know if you're a reader, but what are you reading right now? Any genre of book that you kind of that you have to pick up a book and, and, and read when you have time? I'm reading actually uh, one of Simon Sinek's books at the moment. Oh, nice. So, nice. Um, tell uh, what's it? Your why? What's your why? I think it is. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, that's an interesting read at the moment. So uh, uh, he's an interesting speaker and an interesting writer. So um that's an interesting book yeah i'm a, I'm a big fan of simon Sinek. actually i consume a lot of his stuff even on youtube he's got he's got i mean you know yeah there's just some always really good tidbits you can get out of it so it's good. oh that's it that's it he's a he thinks on another level that guy so yeah, he does for sure yeah for sure um so if you had to close the door and crank some music as you're doing some work what are you listening to i'm going through a country phase right now i think <laughs> North America is really getting into me. So uh, uh, I currently have a surprising amount of Zach Brown band on my uh, on my recommended playlist right now. So uh, uh, yeah, country and country has really got into me since it I got the book. You long, eh? Like we get accustomed to the the region. Look at you. Oh, this uh, is it. <laughs> who's someone you really admire? Is there someone that, as you've gone through your career, either personally or even you know, outside that you've, that you've sort of maybe is looked as, uh, as a mentor? Oh, that's, uh, that's an interesting one. Cause I, I admire so many people, um, you know, for their different aspects and their different perspectives. I'm trying to think off the top of my head, somebody I really admire at the moment. Um, you know, I mean, I, I referenced Richard Branson earlier. I, I admire him. I've read a lot of his autobiographies and I watch him navigate through his business challenges right now, especially with Virgin Atlantic, the, the airline, you know, yeah. and uh, I admire a guy who, who, um, who's not afraid to be out there, not afraid to tell you about how he's feeling or, or what's going on and not afraid to be judged that way. And uh, I, I quite admire the way he approaches things because it's, it's in the best interests of his team and his customers uh, right. all the time. And, uh, uh, I find that, uh, yeah, an admirable quality at the moment. That's for sure. Um, do you got any favorite quotes? Do people around the office say, oh, Simon says this all the time? 
<laughs> oh, I have I have what we call a lot of Simonisms. Um, <laughs> you know, coming from the UK, we, you know, being from outside of London, we have a lot of uh, rhyming slang, and <laughs> so uh, it's quite entertaining when people uh, question, you know, what that actually means. So um, I'm, trying think, I'm trying to think of some sayings off the top of my head. You might have to come back to me on that That's one. You, you can email us that one. We'll post it. Um, what was the first big ticket item you ever bought with your own money? Oh, big ticket item I bought with my own money. Uh, so I used to do a lot of sailing back in the UK. Okay. So uh, we saved up. We bought a very old boat, a friend and I. And um, yeah, we raced that. That was, that was good fun. But uh, yeah, it was the oldest boat in the fleet but probably one of the fastest by the time we finish with it. <laughs> that's awesome it's fun um what's something that you'd want to do next year either in your business or personal life you haven't done before and is there anything on the agenda of saying man i'd like to accomplish this in 2021 so i've got a second kid on 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 the way in 2021 so uh i got a feeling uh the dynamic's going to shift slightly and i probably will lose some personal time there but uh <laughs> There's one thing personally I want to achieve next year, and I want to complete uh, an enduro uh, off-road riding course on the island next year. So I've been riding motorcycles for years, and, and this is something I really want to do so I can really explore the backcountry of BC. Oh, interesting. That'll be fun. Yeah. Be fun. Um, what's the, your favorite place you've ever visited? Uh, favorite place I've ever visited? Sydney, Australia. I love Sydney. It's uh, uh, scenery is amazing, climate's amazing, food's amazing, people are amazing. It's a great. That's a great place. Last question: If you weren't the director of commercial banking at Valley First, what would you be doing? I'd probably be a chef. Oh, me too. That's my thing. I'm a foodie. I love it. <laughs> I love to cook. It's my creative side. And when I, you know, had a long day or a tough day, my wind down is cooking. Well, I want to, now I want to know, I'm going to add an 11th question, is that what's, what's your go-to meal? What's, what are you known for? If, you have to, if you're inviting someone over, you're like, I'm going to show off my skills, what's it going to be? What would I be known for? <laughs> I do, I cook up a, a mean moules marinier, so uh, mussels. Yeah. yeah. So if I can get hold of the, uh, the mussels, then I will cook that up. So, so awesome. it goes to, my wife loves that. So. That's excellent. Well, thank you for doing that. So um, we got a couple more questions before we wrap up. Um, what would you say to a business owner who says they have it all under control or doesn't have time to put together an advisory board or advisory team? So I would, I would definitely question, you know, uh, what makes them think they've got it under control? Uh, I would ask them, when was the last time you stepped away from your business and worked on your business as opposed to within your business? Right. Uh, we sometimes always think that we are in control um, and we're very busy with the day-to-day, -day, but it's super important to step away from your business and look at it. Take that time out, dedicate, you know, a full day of uh, and getting out of the office, going to go work from somewhere else, yeah. rent a hotel room, rent, you know, go and sit in a, a shared office space or something like that and look at your business because that will really... That'll really answer whether you're in control or whether you're aware of everything that's going on in within your business. Yeah, that's fair. That's great. That's a good advice. Um, do you have any examples or success stories of businesses that have used advisory boards? Like, are you able, does anything come to mind 
maybe you can't name the business specifically, but verticals or experience you've had around that? And I, I have seen it over the years. It's a difficult one to answer because I can't, uh, I can't sort yeah. of tell you who it is or, yeah. or, you know, a lot of them were industry specific, so you'd be able to identify. However, what I have seen is those that have really embraced the advisory board um, have been able to move the dial, whether it was, you know, they were stuck at, you know, uh, $49 million in revenue needed to get it over 50, you know, or they were stuck under 50, wanted to get it over the 50 mark. Uh, putting the advisory board together, putting the time in and being patient around it. It's not an instant fix. So you, you're going to need to work it for that six to 12 months really to get the maximum benefit out of it and to see the benefit of that advice on your business. But I have seen it where they've moved the dial and they've, they've broken that sort of ceiling that they were up against, that glass ceiling, whether it be you know just a revenue barrier. But having somebody really go into your business and look at your, you know, operational efficiency, uh, marketing, um, pricing, you know, really questioning what you're doing um, and providing that support. It does work. It does work. It's, it's a difficult one to answer because it, you know, I could reel off a lot of names, but uh, yeah. No, well, fair hot water for that one. Fair enough. Is there, uh, you mentioned sort of that, I, I know you just used the example of growing your revenue over 50 million, but is there a size of business that's came to mind? Is there a size of business that advisory board um, works for? Like, can, can it, can it be a little, you know, someone that's billing a few hundred thousand dollars a year? Like, have you seen it for any size of business? Yeah, I would say, you know, you, it doesn't matter on your revenue size, really. Um, it, it really, sort of goes to what you're trying to achieve in your purpose. Right. What, are you, what are you trying to achieve by having an advisory board? You might find, you know, the smaller your business or the, the, the earlier your business is in its life cycle that you're, you're utilizing friends and family's experience. And right, stuff right. Like that, so they're having a more informal. Um, but even as a startup, you know, we know a lot of tech startups in town here that generally have an advisory board. Right. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, they, they may be starting from zero revenue. So um, I would say you're sort of, you're a, anybody can really set up and have an advisory board. Yeah. Okay. Oh, La last uh, question is for anyone listening or they're wanting to like, you know, wanting to learn more on how to maybe start setting up an advisory board up specific questions. What's the best way? What's next steps for them? How do they get a hold of you guys? Um, I assume you could help guide maybe some of these questions or concerns and stuff as well. So what's the best way for next steps for people that want to learn more? So uh, reach out to uh, a Valley First Business or Commercial Banking Advisor. Uh, our commercial teams are based out of our Penticton office. I'm based out of downtown Carolina here. Uh, we cover Vernon and Kamloops as well and, and the same for our business banking team. But reach out to the team um, or, or myself directly. I work out of downtown Kelowna. Uh, my email address is available and it's out there on my LinkedIn as well. Yeah. Uh, be more than happy to point you in the right direction. Um, well, we have a lot of uh, expertise in this town. Um, we have a lot of uh, retired C-suite uh, experts in, who live in and around the Kelowna area. Uh, we have some fantastic part-time CFOs as well. So if you're looking for a contract CFO to use that as your starting point, there's some great ones in town as well. So. Google it, reach out to us here at Valley First. We'd be more than happy to help and, and guide you in the right direction and connect you with the right people as well. 
Um, so our success is really seen through the eyes of our, our members' success. Yeah, no, that's excellent. Well, thank you for taking the time to talk about advisory boards. It's, it's interesting. It's one thing that maybe a lot of people don't think about. So hopefully, you know, some business owners out there are listening and saying, you know what, maybe it's this is the right thing to do. I, I truly see the value it can bring to a business and I, every business owner should at least explore it. Like I said, I, I when we started our business way back when, it was so important. It wasn't formalized, but I look back, it def, there was definitely a team there to help guide. So I think it's very important. So I enjoyed our conversation. Look forward to doing it again. Maybe we'll do a cooking segment next time. Oh, I like that idea. <laughs> Instead of the quick fire questions, we can... Uh, cooking we can with Simon. Look at that. Yeah. Oh, I thought, of, I thought of a quote before we end there. So... Uh, uh you're only limited by your own imagination oh there you are you circled back good job <laughs> yeah. so that was uh you know that was something actually my father told me as when i was a kid and you're only limited by your own imagination and i i quite like that because uh you know when we're all kids and younger we have great imaginations absolutely so, uh yeah don't be limited by it so well, thank you, Simon. Thanks for joining. Hopefully we'll have you on soon. Uh, and again, if anyone has any questions, please do connect with your, uh, the team at Valley First or with Simon through LinkedIn. And um, I'm sure they'd be happy to help. So um, thank you. everyone have a great rest of your day and thank you for tuning in to Business Matters. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Business Matters with host Rob Capello. If you're interested in being on the show, reach out to us and join the conversation.